Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In Europe and in New York, new highly transmissible versions of the Omicron variant are on the rise. Philadelphia announced it is reinstating an indoor mask mandate. And the CDC announced masks will continue to be required on commercial flights until at least May 3rd. But hospitalizations are at their lowest point since the pandemic began. Just 1,464 new daily hospital admissions this week compared to a seven-day average of more than 21,000 in January. Yeah, so I appreciate the angle Chuck Todd took on Meet the Press yesterday, and he asked his guest who, guest who started talking about case counts, and he asked, is that a number worth counting anymore? No, it hasn't been really ever, but certainly not for a very long time. The number of hospitalizations... What's the right way to phrase this? I was about to say due to COVID, but we know between a half and two-thirds of hospitalization cases are people, because they test everybody who goes in. We all know this, right? 
You go in with a broken ankle, part of what they do to admit you to the ER is they test you for COVID. And if you come back positive, even though you're there for a broken ankle, they count you as a hospitalization with COVID. So somewhere around half the numbers are that. Mm-hmm. And we've got the lowest number we've had in the entire two years since the first week that they started counting. In the entire two years, we've got the lowest number. Yet freaking government officials were on the damned talk shows yesterday doing their usual BS. I don't know who it is for. I guess the Twitter left or... I, 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 do you not hang around any normal people? I was at church yesterday for Easter. Nobody was talking about COVID. Nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody was scared. It's not a thing. Who are you government officials who still talk about this like it's a thing? Yeah, Philadelphia was in that headline, reimposing the mask mandate. They're getting sued now uh, for imposing, a, quote, a renegade standard unfound anywhere else in the world. I thought the the uh, reply of the uh, the, the health uh, Nazi was pretty was pretty revealing. Um, let me see if I can <laughs> find it. Ah, uh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, this is the uh, Dr. Cheryl Bettigol, the health commissioner. And, and of course, we all remember that in these troubled, troubled times, health commissioners who you never even knew existed have been granted godlike powers to save us from the scourge. Says uh, this doctor lady, <coughs> excuse me, if we fail to act now, knowing that every previous wave of infections has been followed by a wave of hospitalizations and then a wave of deaths, it will be too late for many of our residents. So, in other words, there's no threat at this point except a deferred down-the-road threat that she cites, and therefore you can pass these sweeping mandates just in case something bad happens. And she doesn't bother to mention that the percentage of asymptomatic or mild cases is the highest yet in covid and the the percentage of serious cases is now tiny um but still the emergency powers endure it's unbelievable people will give away their liberty at the drop of a tissue filled with covid mucus one more thing on covid before we move on Uh, there's yet another study out that shows that school closures made no difference to the covid spread this time it's coming out of norway schools in norway that that uh closed versus schools that stayed open and really the graph lines are just so intertwined they're basically the same i mean there was no you didn't accomplish anything well you accomplished Mm -hmm. something you made kids suicidal you set them back several years of learning which they may never catch up you damaged them emotionally in ways that they may never uh, get over but so you did accomplish something but you didn't accomplish anything in terms of stopping the spread of covid And if we're talking about the first six months or so of the pandemic, you get a pass. Nobody was quite sure what to do. Some of you were were over the top even then. But again, as we are kind and generous humans, we'll grant you a pass for that. But when it became infinitely clear that kids were not vectors, that kids were not getting sick, kids were not dying, except in tiny, tiny numbers, there was no excuse for that. That was just a bargaining chip for the teachers' unions. And remember, when when we survey in the, the months and years to come the terrible damage done to the kids, that's what it was about, was that bargaining chip. Let's not do this again, people, if we get another one of these. Of course, if we get another one of these, it might be a completely different virus, spreads in different ways. Uh, the, the 1918 flu that killed so many people, the healthier you were, the more dangerous it was for you. It was exactly the opposite of this. So maybe it doesn't do any good to learn lessons since each 
disease is different. Uh, different well, time. I don't know. I, I got to figure that uh, these things probably go back and forth. So this one affected the 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 old, the fat, and the infirm. Uh, the next one I'm thinking is going to infect healthy, strong people. So I'm going to become as unhealthy as possible in anticipation of the next pandemic, just to I, save myself. I seem to be working on it. Remember uh, my controversial wish from a while back where I was kind of wishing for a mild heart attack? <laughs> I was thinking. I do remember that? That was I, controversial. <laughs> I was thinking, and I realize you know you're toying with uh, the fates when you say these sorts of things. But I'm thinking it would take something like that to get my attention. I may have the worst eating habits of anybody in America. Hmm. Certainly over the last couple of weeks, it, I can't imagine who you are that could that could top me. And the only thing that's going to get my attention is a health scare. So I think a mild heart attack would be the best thing that could happen for me. Of course, you don't get to uh, you know, gauge them that way. So, but I need a scare. I need a. I need a. I need a come to Jesus. I went to church yesterday. I need a come to Jesus moment. Um, something that gets me on the right track. But anyway, so that sounds like some sort of contest they'd have in the USA today. Who has the worst dining eating habits in America? Well, I'll enter. I'll take a picture of you there and, 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 uh, and surrounded by fast food wrappers and crap. So what time is it? You know, we could break on time for like the first time ever. And do what? This when I came back. That'd be weird. Too disconcerting. <laughs> Feels kind of oogie. Uh, the student debt cancellation topic is back. I think because they're trying to make one last push to see if they can get it going before the election. I also think they're wrong about how that would affect them <laughs> if they made it happen for the election. But uh, we can get into that whole conversation. Um, there's another thing. I need to I need to read it more. Article in the New York Times over the weekend, pretty persuasive, about how we're coddling our children in a way that they aren't anywhere else in the world, not Europe, not anywhere, and turning our kids into weirdos by overprotecting them. Nobody else is doing this but the United States. I believe that 100% based on extensive reading about this very topic. We are unique. We're obsessed. We're paranoid. We're all going nuts on social media. Man, this is an experiment in twisting humans that I don't think ends terribly well. No. Uh, Maybe we can jump into that, too. So lots of stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I do have a question I want to get to about fat bass players. Um, Trying to figure Hmm. out what's going on there. But uh, that's a little bit later. Something I noticed at church yesterday watching the band play. Thought maybe Joe and Alex could weigh in on what's going on there. But uh, we'll save that. Save that conversation. Um, I've, I've, I've been aware of that since I was a youth. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You're holding down the low end, so you got to have a solid low end. I don't know. So we started the show with this. Mortgage rates are the highest they've been in 10 years. There are more border crossings of illegals than there have been in 20 years. Inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years. We've got the worst war in Europe in 75 years. 
And, of course, our award shows are no longer safe. But all those things are happening at the same time. So uh, it is our job to both keep you informed and not depress the living S out of you. Uh, well, you, I, I gave you my headline earlier. America continues to set records under the Biden administration. <laughs> let's, let's come on, make lemonade. Yeah, the Biden administration has made uh, inflation worse. It was going to happen anyway. It's happened all over the world. It's worse here for a variety of things that didn't need to happen. Uh, the border thing is definitely worse because of Joe Biden. The interest rate thing, that's complicated. You had your crash of 08, and then you had your, uh, you know, uh, Trump fought like crazy to not raise the interest rates either, kept them artificially low. Now we got the COVID thing. So, yeah, Biden gets some of that, but not all of it. Well, mortgage rates were going to have to go back up. to. They couldn't stay right, down around course. two forever. Right. For, yeah. It's just, you know, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Anyway, um, student debt cancellation is back as a topic. I thought that was, I keep thinking it's dead. And then it comes back. Oh, I can explain it for you, Jack. I'd be happy to, but go on. Okay, I'll hit you with this stuff first, then Joel will explain it. On Thursdays, last Thursday's Pod Save America podcast, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki suggested that student loan debt cancellation may happen ahead of the 2022 midterms. So that's a get out the vote, try to win as many congressional seats as possible. I don't think, maybe I'm reading America wrong, but I think if any Republicans or economists can make a good argument why this is terrible for you, working class Democrats... You're getting ripped off. I think it would work against them rather than for them. Anyway, um, uh, Congressperson Jayapal tweeted out yesterday, student debt cancellation is racial justice. (laughs) Student Student debt cancellation is gender justice. Student debt cancellation is economic justice. You're full of crap. Is my response. <laughs> wow, uh, what a load of horse ass that was. Spread that around your garden. You'll have record tomatoes by fall. <laughs> Mark Hemingway tweeted out as a response to that. The top 25% of income earning households in America hold half of the student loan debt. I thought the Democratic <laughs> Party was against handouts to the rich. Yeah, portraying. I mean, it's just statistically true that the more money you have, the more likely it is you go to college. And the crowd that has student loan debt is the better off chunk of America. So portraying that as some sort of economic justice is weird. Yeah. I, I guess they're trying to make that fly. You know, well, I don't I, think that the average guy changing oil at the Jiffy Lube who didn't get a college degree thinks his tax money should go to pay for his friends from high school that did go to college and hate their jobs. Right, yeah. Well, it, here's the explanation. It is just so obviously uh, there is a there's a smallish chunk of voters who are young, indebted, soch grads. They're very woke. They're very left, and and the Democratic Party believes that actually there's some prominent pollsters on the Democrat side that really think doubling down on the young woke is the way for the Democratic Party to forge its uh, future. I think they're freaking insane. But anyway, you've got that chunk of young voters 
who wants this desperately. And so the White House, all they're saying, and Jayapal and the rest of it, all they're saying is, look how hard we're trying. We're trying so hard. Okay. Look at us try, knowing it's never going to go anywhere. But okay. they're hoping they can dupe these young saps into voting for them. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It's like the uh, obscene, just continuing to dangle the carrot of reparations in front of a lot of black voters. Um, and, and there's so much unwisdom to the whole thing. But it, with the exception of such loony bins as California, there's not a chance in hell of reparations ever happening. It will never happen for reasons we could delve into if you want. But um, so on that it, it's front- the same thing. Look how hard we're trying. Well, if if the student debt thing cancellation actually happened, that would be the least progressive thing the Democrats have ever done. Um, you'd have to go back to when the Democrats were actually the racist party and, you know, keeping black people from voting and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what was my point? Oh, so this is kind of like when the Republicans were constantly saying we're going to repeal Obamacare, knowing that they couldn't or wouldn't or whatever. Right, and they couldn't come up with a replacement, and every time they polled, they realized it'd be a disaster, so they just kept making noise about it. Yeah, okay. I hope Repeal right. and replace, repeal and replace. I hope you're right. I, I, I think I am, although the capacity for uh, the Democrats to go off the rails to the left continues to surprise me, but I think it's most likely that the next generation of leaders of the Democratic Party will not be a senile old man. It'll be somebody with some political savvy and 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 coherent enough to realize, hey, we can't commit suicide to court this this uh, cohort of twenty six year old social majors. They're, they don't matter. They're just they're loud on Twitter, but there are very few of them. I bet the squad actually believes it though. I'll bet she mm-hmm. actually believes her tweet, student debt cancellations, economic justice. I don't know how you could twist your mind into thinking that, but I think she probably believes it. Oh, speaking of the squad, I've got an Ilhan Omar story that's kind of interesting. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't have a side in this exactly. I just mostly read this article and thought, wow, that's the sort of political rhetoric that's flying around these days. So a video uh, is kicking around on the Internet, as videos do. It's a flight. It's in the United States. I can't remember where it's going. It doesn't really matter. But there's a dude who's got a guitar on an airplane, and it's Easter Sunday, and he brings his acoustic guitar out, starts strumming songs, and people start singing Easter songs, Christian songs. And a lot of people thought that was absolutely wonderful. Here uh, comes pe- Peter Cottontail, hopping no, down no, the bunny not, trail. No, not that kind. No, there ain't no rabbits in the Bible. Anyway, at least not that I recall. The Bible! I'm sure there are rabbits in the Bible. Uh, just not many of them. And they didn't throw eggs to people because Jesus rose from the dead. Anyway, where was I? Oh, That's like so- on Saturday Night Live, their opening. I thought that was pretty funny with the Easter Bunny on there. I have the worst backstory of any of your imaginary beasts. He does. There's no good, There's no backstory to the Easter Bunny. Right. Santa backstory. The Leprechaun backstory. There's no backstory for the Easter Bunny. So anyway, Ilhan Omar, the Muslim radical from uh, Minneapolis, uh, posts, I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time I am on a plane. How do you think that will end? Well, of course, people clapped back, Jack. Oh, no. Vernon Jones, black pro-Trump former Democrat running to represent Georgia in the U.S. House, said, Why do you hate Christians, Ilhan? If the freedom of religion we enjoy here in America disturbs you, feel free to pack your bags and head back to Somalia or Sudan or wherever you're from. Take your brother with you. 
Oh, boy, that's helpful. That is really helpful commentary. Oh, there's more. Jose Castillo, Republican candidate in Florida, tweeted, In America, Muslims can and do pray in public. If she wants a country where Christians aren't allowed to do the same, Omar should go back to her own country. Uh, she's a naturalized U.S. citizen, by the way. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this is the same guy? Yeah. Qatar, a country you're very familiar with, plays Islamic prayers on the intercom before takeoff on their planes. Oh, that was Cicely Davis, a candidate in Minnesota. Uh, let's see. Oh, Royce White running in Minnesota for her seat said, I'm coming for your seat. Don't ris- disrespect Christianity. You're a globalist fraud. Uh, da, da, da. The Democrats you serve don't believe in God. Their platform is openly anti-God. Minneapolis will not become Mogadishu. We will not bend the knee. Minneapolis will not become Mogadishu. Wow. We, we will not bend the knee. There you go. Much more to come. If you ever miss a chunk of the show or an hour, remember you can grab the podcast later at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A new poll shows that President Biden's approval rating has fallen to an all-time low of 33%. For perspective, that's less than half the approval rating of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. (laughs) Sonic 2 features the characters Tails and Knuckles, which are also the names of two gang members Joe Biden claims he fought in the 1960s. So your take on that is that... Because uh, that Saturday Night Live opened with four fairly harsh and not particularly fair jokes about Joe Biden. Not that there's any requirement you be fair in humor, obviously, but um, they often are unfair uh, toward the right and, and perfectly fair toward the left. So your your take is that they op- that the, the, the the younger left has turned on the president. They want somebody m- more their speed. Oh, yeah, I just think it's as simple as uh, when it came to Trump versus anybody, they went with anybody. The anybody they got was Biden, and now it's a question of Biden versus some other alternative. And then they've decided that Biden is is too senile and, and not left enough or whatever. So, yeah, now I think they've turned on him. We'll get to this at some point. Op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, the coming green energy inflation. Joe was talking about this last week. The world is not set up economically for green energy. It just ain't. Not even close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of senile old uh, Democrats, Senator Dianne Feinstein has uh, cracked back at the San Francisco Chronicle article uh, alleging that, well, it didn't allege, it quoted a number of people who met with her who said, yeah, she's kind of lost it. She said, I meet regularly with leaders. I'm not isolated. I see people. My attendance is good. I put in the hours. We represent a huge state. So I'm rather puzzled by all of this. Uh, that's an odd response to the allegation that in meetings she will reintroduce herself three times and ask you four times in the course of two hours. So what do voters in your district really care about? And people look around uncomfortably and go ahead and repeat the answer they've already given three times. I think that quote could have ended with, I'm rather puzzled. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, She declined to be interviewed for the story in the Chronicle, but in a call later that day with editorial board leaders, she said no one has raised concerns about her her short-term memory or her mental acuity. No, that conversation has not happened. If If it had, she wouldn't remember. 
the real conversation is whether I'm an effective representative for 40 million people. Uh, she is 88. She is uh, has filed her paperwork to run again in 2024, I yep. believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, in other news, FB, the FBI says North Korea is behind the biggest crypto theft in history. It was on March 23rd, $625 million worth of cryptocurrency. Um, they figured out the, the North Korean hackers did it. They're good at that. Stole they're not good it. at feeding people, but they're good Stole, at that. But who who got their cryptocurrency stolen? Americans or what are you saying? Well, that's the crypto part of it. Nobody knows who it is, right? I guess it's anonymous. And, and if your crypto trace. disappears, who do you complain to? Do you call the police? I mean, what if... I I I don't know. Call Elon Musk, or I I don't know. I have probably no idea. the Avengers. I think that's the only the only people that could help you are the Avengers. Yeah, I just think it's interesting that North Korea, for all of its uh, you know uh, hermit kingdom, starvation, oppression, uh, ugliness, is pretty decent at bombs, and and evidently very very good at uh, computer hacking. I feel like I should really understand cryptocurrency and embrace it, but I just don't think I'm going to. <laughs> I just think I've decided I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, by embrace it, do you mean like get into it financially or just yeah. understand that it's part of the world? Well, probably both. But Yeah, I wish I'd thrown a couple of bucks at it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a friend yeah. of mine made a fairly uh, modest investment in crypto and paid for his kid's college education with it. He wow. was one of those guys who got it when it was, you know, down here. It skyrocketed to there. He cashed out, paid the taxes, and whoop, there's college. Wow. It's crazy. It's like winning the lottery. I should have gotten in. I didn't. No, but you mocked it. You mocked it. And continued no, I didn't. to live on the barter system with eggs and butter. <laughs> no, uh, I've mocked uh, NFTs and will continue to mock them. Uh, if you bought them, if you were on the early side of that pyramid scheme, congratulations. If you're the 80% who will get screwed, uh, my condolences. I don't mock. I mock cryptocurrencies. I don't understand them well enough to mock them. So, Yeah, I get it. Oh, hey, uh, more to come, including, what was I going to bring up? Oh, another record-setting performance by America. Uh, not perhaps the sort of record you like. After a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security, uh, here's a bit of an atypical story compared to what we've been telling you before about, you know, randos and junkies and people stealing your bikes and stuff like that from your house. Terry was away for the weekend for her daughter's wedding, and she got a call from Simply Safe 24 7 Professional Monitoring uh, Center. They let her know her system had detected water in her basement. It was flooding starting, but they nipped it in time. And it was only minor damage. It could have been tens of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah! If if it had uh, you know flooded the whole weekend while you're away doing wedding stuff, you would, the amount of money you would have had damage. Oh, it would have been absolutely horrifying. So there's all kinds of things that Simply Safe can do to make your life better, and it's so affordable. Under a dollar a day, no long term contracts, no hidden fees ever. And no randos breaking into your house or standing around on your patio. Man, that wireless outdoor security camera will let you know somebody's at your door. Uh, go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize the perfect system for your home. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 
So uh, Americans paying a record uh, amount in taxes since the beloved old man entered the White House. U.S. Treasury announced it collected a record $2.1 trillion in the three months between October and March of this year. Whoops, that's more than three months. Oh, that's six months. Uh, figures first time in history the tax collection has exceeded more than $2 trillion over six months. And yet we've continued to run up the debt. Ouch! Yeah, boy, that's a decent point right there. So we've taken in the most money we've ever taken in and didn't even come close to meeting how much we spent. Not right. even close. Whoa. And I don't, I don't want to come off as grumpy. I had a great weekend, actually. It's wonderful. Judy and I played in a glow ball tournament. After the sun went down, a global golf tournament, a par three course. Oh, it was a gas. It was so much fun. And I uh, had a nice Easter dinner with some friends. Uh, Must yesterday. have been really tired then the next day when you went to church to honor the most holy of all days. What are you doing? What, well, what I went you... to church. I went to church uh, Easter Sunday so I can try to uh, make other people look bad for having not gone to church on Easter. Well, I should probably not even respond to that idiotic allegation by, uh, you know, uh, dignifying it with a response. But uh, indeed, the tournament I spoke of was Friday night. So shut up. Still too tired to go to church on Sunday. Apparently. Must have been Uh, quite the wingding. Uh, anyway, so uh, I don't want to be all grumpy and negative and stuff. There's just a lot of crap going on in the world, but I thought this was interesting. Over Overall, of that $2.1 trillion, more than $1.1 trillion was con- collected from individual income taxes, while nearly $697 billion came from Social Security insurance and retirement taxes, uh, whatever that is. Uh, that's the system where you pay in money for your entire life, and if they'd invested it in cryptocurrency or beaver pelts or literally effing anything, you'd have lots and lots of money to retire on, but instead you get to retirement age and the government gives you a few hundred bucks a month. Uh, that's those That taxes. they borrowed. That they borrowed. So right. um, uh, remember when George Bush tried to reform Social Security and it was going to be you could put your money in some sort of account that got 3% interest and it was just a horror, you know, playing, playing with people's money, too risky, too crazy, too whatever, and... No, better to just, well, it's not anywhere. It's already spent. The idea that you are you pay into Social Security and it's sitting somewhere to be used later is is what most of us think, but is not true. Um, but uh, So any, any attempt to reform any of these things is always met with great fear. Yeah, the minute you put a dollar into Social Security, it's whisked out the door to current oldsters, although it's not enough, so they borrow about 20% more from the unborn to give to current uh, oldsters. But, you know, but here's, here's the catch. The unborn are never going to be born because we've stopped having kids, so those people aren't ever even going to exist to try to pay the bills. Then we get away scot-free. <laughs> All of the immigrants piling into the country at at some point. And, you know, Jack, I love this quote. It's one of my all-time favorites. You brought it to the show. If something can't go on forever, it will end. Well, at some point, you know, all of the immigrants who have been granted amnesty and citizenship and the rest of it, maybe it's the year 2050, whatever, uh, there's going to be an announcement. So we're broke. And income taxes are now 50% of what you make, no matter uh, how much you make or how little you make. And there's just no other choice than that. And they're going to be looking around thinking, what the hell? I came here for this? 
I should have stayed where I was. What happened in the previous 50 years in this stupid country? I thought you people were the leader of the free world. You're a crackhead. But at that point, it's too late, and we'll stick them with the bill. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, you and I both have kids, so it's not quite as enjoyable that they may be dealing with this. I'm going to have my kids sneak across the Mexican border, too. Going south. (laughs) Keep going till you hit Ecuador or Paraguay or Uruguay. Doesn't matter which one. Joe mentioned the fact that we don't have enough minerals to make the whole green economy thing work at all. Not even close. And there's... An opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal today, the coming green energy inflation. You think regular inflation is bad. Now, producing energy from wind and solar machines, and especially from batteries, requires an enormous increase in the supplies of copper, nickel, aluminum, graphite, lithium, and other minerals. Each electric vehicle, as Joe mentioned last week, contains 400 pounds more aluminum and 150 pounds more copper than a regular car. Where is that supposed to come from? There isn't enough, and to produce it is going to be just an unbelievable inflation on all those different minerals that we just mentioned. Not only are they they're not enough, but the price of them is just going to go sky high, which will make all the green energy incredibly expensive, which makes the uh, chance of it you know, being a break even for you on solar or wind or getting an electric car or whatever that much less likely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so far off reality. Yeah, I can't wait to talk more about that. Yeah, the the Greens better get their pencils out and do some math if they're going to try to sell this to the world. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was long ago. You'd be doing wind, windmills, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't blow, you can forget about television for that night. (laughs) Darling, I want to watch television. I'm sorry. The wind isn't blowing. I know a lot about wind. Oh, boy. So uh, (laughs) as amusing as that clip is, I almost hate to bring Trump into any discussion of anything. There's a lot of truth to it, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, I came up with the perfect metaphor for the whole green energy movement, which is a great idea. If, say, in Flint, Michigan, you remember when they had that terrible problem with uh, lead in the drinking water? And they said, oh, my gosh, we must do something. We've got to completely replace our water supply system. And I said, we're, we're ready to supply it. It's, uh, the problem is solved. We're good to go. And I showed them the solution. I'm standing there next to a single pump. I've got like a well with a pump and a bucket. And I say, this is clean water. It's clean water source. We're good to go. It's green water. It's not lead water. And they say, you've got one pump? This is a city of whatever it is, 100,000 people. That That's wholly inadequate. They'd laugh me out of town, right? That's where we are with the green energy thing. The amount of energy we're able to produce and store at this point is a tiny, it's a laughable percentage of the amount 
of energy that's needed. And that's not to say, all right, therefore be cynical about green energy or eliminating fossil fuels or something like that. No, it's just a question of being realistic. Great blog. I think I, yeah, I sent it to Hanson to post at armstrongandgetty.com. Francis Menton, he calls himself the Manhattan contrarian. And he's fully in favor of eliminating fossil fuels as, as soon as possible. But he points out a bunch of examples of journalism where they talk about like California, how much storage it will need. And, and and it talks about gigawatts, but it never talks about gigawatt hours, which which is it's like the difference between a snapshot and a video. Yeah. In this second in time, I need this many gigawatts, but that's not not the way energy works. It's gigawatt hours. It's gigawatts over time because you have to keep supplying that electricity. And at present, we're at thousandths of the amount of storage we would need and and the problem is given today's technology they actually have a picture of a uh uh, what does they what do they say it's a 150 megawatt project in queensland australia and it looks like one of those giant grocery distribution centers one of those huge buildings that you got like 25 semis backed up to and then a bunch of outbuildings and stuff like that. And that would supply, you know, one one thousandth of the energy storage that Australia needs. And so the current technology is way too primitive to take over the job. It's me standing next to the pump with a bucket saying, I'm ready. It's a joke. Hmm. And, oh, and then which brings us to something you brought up last segment. The precious metals and the rare metals, I should say, involved in the creation of all these zero emissions energy sources and energy storage and the rest of it, they are, number one, going to be, you're not going to effing believe it, expensive. And number two, the mining of those materials will burn fossil fuels you can't even imagine. It's incredibly energy inefficient to get that stuff out of the ground. So, I mean, it's just, it it seriously is telling your wife, honey, I sold the car. I'm going to ride a unicorn to work. <laughs> it's kind of funny. The, the whole electric car thing. It reminds me of the way that we uh, we have treated the Keystone Pipeline in America. So we're going to use every bit as much oil. Uh, we're just going to get it from uh, further away in, in a country that cares from countries that care less about it than us. That, the environment, so, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the environment than us. And so it's just it's counterproductive in every way. But it, I don't know, makes us feel good that the pipeline's not in America or something. I don't know. Same thing with electric cars. So there's no exhaust coming out of my car. I feel good about the fact that, and ignore the fact that where the electricity came from was billowing all kinds of filth. Right. Not to mention the materials that it yeah. took to build the car and the battery. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty silly when you think of it. It is incredibly silly. It's virtue signaling. It's, it's uh, political masturbation. You can call it whatever you want. Hmm. That's my least favorite kind of masturbation. Agreed. Um. How much time we got, Michael? Two minutes. Maybe I'll just tease this and get into it in hour four. Really interesting article in the New York Times. Got some attention over the weekend. The rest of the world lets their kids do a lot more stuff than we do in the United States. And I mean stuff without their parents around. I am so much more worried about this issue than I am Russia. 
long term for my beloved republic. I, I want you to go big on that next hour. If you don't get next hour, grab the podcast later at armstrongandgetty.com. I want to hear all about it. I wish I could talk about it completely guilt-free, but I, I really can't. Um, as well, I have... and I'm not going to condemn you because we're all products of our times. Yeah. Yeah. To well, some I'm, extent. I'm on the give them more free reign end of the spectrum in the modern world, but the spectrum, the whole spectrum is so far off that I'm still not in the good area like it was when I was a kid. But I'll explain all that coming up. So get your kid the keys to the car. At 12 years old, get him the keys to the car. Get him a, 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 a quart of old turkey, or wild turkey, rather. <laughs> old turkey. Get him a firearm and send him off into the world. Let him find his own way. Old, old turkey's turkey. cheap. This makes Dom Perignon. I mean, come on. It's wild turkey compared to old turkey. That's some, ooh. You got to have a strong stomach <laughs> oh, to drink old turkey. Literally made from old turkeys. Oh, boy. Fermented. They ferment them. I don't know how. <laughs> It's an ugly process. Um, did you mention you mentioned the podcast, right? I did. I did. I urge you. And really, you can get it wherever podcasts are distributed. But uh, doing quite well, really. We're ranked high in various things. Thank you for listening whenever you're listening, a including of, in the future. Yeah, a lot of you seem to really enjoy listening to it in podcast form as, a, as opposed to I, I picture you all sitting around the kitchen table listening to it live as it happens on the radio. You and the whole family. Just a <laughs> shh, shh. The Armstrong and Getty shows on. Then you discuss it afterwards. That's what I'm picturing. Armstrong and Getty. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.